Hey, hey everyone, how's it going today? This is Thomas Giella with Complete IT Service and Solutions, and I have Josh Ho, who's my co-host for today. Good morning and good afternoon at this point. I had my Chick-fil-A. It was fantastic. Uh, if you haven't went to the new one on 54, it's, uh, you know, they're just now learning. Give them a, give them a little bit of time, but uh, the blue shirts are there. They're uh, making sure everyone gets their, their chickens and their teas and their Cokes and they're awesome. Um, still quicker than McDonald's. <clears throat> so we're not going to go into that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let me go ahead and turn our wonderful background off here. There we go. Oh, let me adjust this. Ooh. Hello, world. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? All right. That's good. Enough. I don't need to see my face. <laughs> All right, everyone. How's it going? Everyone have a good uh, week? Say yes. You know why it's the yes? It's Friday. You know why we do this on Friday? Because it's a weekend right after. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. No, but serious now. All right. So, what are we going to be talking about today? Last week was just like an introduction over a couple things. Uh, Josh had a couple of really good topics that he wanted to go over, and um, we're going to get to that in a second. First, we did change some of the settings within the live stream, so I'm hoping that it's much smoother, the video is smoother. We know the audio worked fine. It was the video that was having some, some issues. Um, so let us know in the comments on Facebook if it's, if it's working okay or not. We are um, watching it or trying to keep track of it as, as we go. All right. Well, Mr. Josh, go ahead. And what's our first topic for today? Well, you actually just brought up an interesting point a few minutes ago while we were off screen. But the discussion of Wi-Fi and that the generations of Wi-Fi are, are once again morphing. Um, obviously, technology is constantly changing and growing. And we understand that being in the technology field. Um, and we are constantly trying to stay on the front side of that. And so I thought it would be really good understanding, especially for those who might be overseeing Wi-Fi networks, um, maybe in an enterprise or even a residential setting, to understand what those changes are and a little bit of what, you know, why they're coming about and, and the, the um, really the, the basis as to why is it better? Why is it beneficial for us to have some of those, those structural things? Um, and so, I don't know if you wanted to, to give us a brief description and understanding as to what Wi-Fi has been, where it's going, awesome. and maybe kind of the, the pros and cons of it. Yeah, yes. Okay, so basically you have your router, and when you go into a Best Buy and you go into any store, even when you look online, you're looking for a router with a good name brand. And basically, you know, that's the way it's been for, for a while. Mm -hmm. And things are changing, like, like Josh and I had spoken about beforehand. Um, you know, we started off with, uh, I believe it was Wi-Fi A, and then B, and then it went to G, and then it went to N, and now it's like uh, AC, and the new Sounds one's like AX. Sounds like alphabet. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's hard enough for us to keep track of the, the nomenclature. I guess that's mm -hmm. a good, the, you know, the acronyms, because there is no acronym. It's just... This is the letter, as far as I know. Um, and what I found out recently is that they are actually going to go ahead and change 
the names of the different Wi-Fi generations. And I, I do want to say that generations, mm-hmm. not speeds. Yeah. Um, but it does have a lot to do with speed. Speed, you know? I think, is a kind of a result of some of the changes that they're making. Yeah. So, for example, um, you know, everyone's been asking us, hey, I want to I wanna future-proof my house. I want to future-proof my business for, you know, for the future. And uh, we ask, you know, how, how many years do you want to future? And they yeah. say 10. And we're like, no. Forget it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they keep coming up with stuff every, like, three or four years. So there's no way. Uh, but the newer one was uh, AX. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 10 gigabit network. And I was astonished when we found out about this like two or three years ago. And, you know, and then 5G came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's coming out. It's coming out. <laughs> in, in baby steps. If you have AT&T and it says 5G, you don't actually have 5G. That's a marketing term. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 5G isn't a marketing term, by the way. 5G, whatever it says, like X or something like that, is a, is a marketing term. 5G is legitimate, but it's only in about 26 cities right now and actually works in two. So we're not one of them. Uh, but what's kind of cool is that, like, AC, you know, we're installing Wi-Fi systems all the time right now. Mm-hmm. And we're wanting to, to give the best bandwidth and the best data speeds and whatnot. Yep. And AC had, had the best ones. Mm-hmm. But, and I believe AC, let me, let me go to Mr. Linus Tech Tips here. I'll show you guys my laptop screen. Um, so I love Linus. I subscribe to his YouTube channel all the time. Uh, I'm not going to go through the uh, through, through the through the video, but he had an awesome you know just depiction of Wi-Fi 4, Wi-Fi uh, 5, and Wi-Fi 6, and then uh, what it's replacing. So Wi-Fi 4 is replacing 802.11n, Wi-Fi 5 is replacing 802.11ac, and then Wi-Fi 6 is replacing 802.11ax. Now, what's interesting about this though is that um, you know, a lot of IoT devices right now, mm-hmm. uh, and IoT is in the things, which is also like the smart home culture, mm-hmm. fire sticks and whatnot, they're only running off of N. Yeah. Like, I always get a new product in, and the first thing I do is look at the, the bandwidth, and it's on N, and I'm like, okay, this isn't a good product. For just clarity, that's like three generations back, roughly. No, that's like seven. Seven? It's old. I can't do it's math. It's old. It's old. Okay, and old is relative in today's yeah. term, too. Technology-wise, if it's six months old, it's old. If you're seven years, you're, like, ancient. So, <laughs> it's like dog years. Uh, you, you multiply. Um, but, you know, I was talking to, a, uh, was it a distributor or a manufacturer? And they hinted at the reason why they're sticking within. It's because a lot of people still have their old routers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, if they have to purchase too many things at one time, they will not adopt a new technology. Exactly. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I just, every single time a new router comes out, I buy a new one. That's you. That's me. The 1%. It, I wish. <laughs> that would be nice. We'd have a lot better pictures. <laughs> if we one percent, I'd have like a TV screen back there. Uh, no. So, I, by the way, I, I get them all the time because before we start selling them, we always test them out. And I install it, don't tell my wife, and then ask her, hey, hon, how's the Wi-Fi? And she'll let me know if it was better, worse, or if she couldn't tell the difference. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Uh, <laughs> actually, his wife's uh, name is Amy, too. So it's 
His Amy, my, my Amy. My Amy, yeah. his Amy, yeah. Let's be clear um, on that. I am Thomas and he is Josh, so. <laughs> so, what was I talking Oh, so um, he was he was saying that a lot of people, they have the stock routers from mm-hmm. the ISP provider. ISP, again, being Frontier and or, you know, Spectrum or Cox or uh, whoever you have for your internet. And a lot of them are still running the, the old N. Hardly any of them are running the new AC bandwidth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. So they had to put in old technology into newer products so that be compatible still. Yeah. Like that's kinda like putting I I was trying to compare it to like a DVD or Blu-ray disc, but I can't. It's like Oh hey, you want that Blu-ray movie, you know, four K, here's a thousand floppies. (laughs) Well it's it's one of those (laughs) things that for the for the people who are not educated or, or do not desire to know that much about technology, it's one of those things that my router is working fine. It's still giving me internet. I can still watch my movies. I can still stream, you know, whatever I need to stream on my Apple TV or Roku or whatever, but they're not understanding the intricacies that are built into it. The, sometimes the, the safeties that yeah. are built into it, sometimes just the, the quality of streaming um, and stuff like that. And so sometimes I think the technology companies are, are so excited about the new technology, they roll it out, and people are still five years ago you know, on a stock router. Oh, yeah. and, and there's no, for them, there's no interest or desire to, to make the changes. You know, I actually just thought of something, and I'm curious, because I know a lot of 4K content's coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the 4K content is on still the in new, N. Is still on N. And guess what? Apple's website is useless. <laughs> so let's go here instead. Because I know in order to do 4K, you need at least a gigabit mm-hmm. connection, supposedly. So that would be AC, which now would also be called Wi-Fi 5. Um, let me see if they announce that it is on here. Well, they say all the cool movies that you can rent. But they don't give any cool specifications because Apple is awesome. <laughs> uh, tech specs. There you go. Hey, you know what? If I just looked at the top. Minor details. Minor details. Uh, so it uses AC. Ha. So there you go. here we go. All right. I'm just going to show you guys. So this is Apple TV 4K version, and it's funny that it, it does use AC, mm-hmm. and you can see that uh, you know right here. But you know what else is funny, is it says Mimo. Mm-hmm. With Mimo. Yeah, yeah with Mimo. Dude, not Nemo. <laughs> We're Good not movie. talking about the, the awesome movie like Where's Nemo. Uh, Mimo, M-I-M-O. So do you know what that is? I don't actually. Fill me in. <sighs> okay. Actually, have trouble explaining it to myself. I know how it works, but sometimes you know how it works, and Jen trying to explain it, it's two different things. I wish I had like a little whiteboard. Maybe I can get um, approval from replace the pictures from from the bookkeeper to you know to do that. Uh, <laughs> so what what happens is uh, sometimes you'll hear of dual band. Mm-hmm. So dual band is whenever you have the 2.4 gigahertz and the 5.0 gigahertz going out at the same time. Now, 
the difference between 2.4 and 5.0 is 2.4 is more near, mm-hmm. closer, but it's not as fast. Or, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. 2.4 is farther, farther away, but it's going to be a little bit slower. 5.0 band is closer, but it's not going to allow you to transmit as far. That's dual band. And some people are getting dual band with, mixed up with MIMO. Mm-hmm. And what MIMO does is it allows the router or the access point to communicate with multiple devices um, at the same time. In the best bandwidth. Yes. Yeah. So what's happening right now is with stock routers, a lot of them don't have MIMO. Mm-hmm. So, and we're talking milliseconds here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you start adding it up, this is where we get packet loss mm-hmm. and we start getting disconnects and, and whatnot. And your computer just stops, you know, video freezes up for a second, you don't know what it is. and. It's everything that's going on in the back end. And what's happening is, MIMO, you're connecting to multiple devices at a time. Some of them are 2x2, two two, some of them 4x4. Four four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that Linus talks about, the Cisco version here, it's more for like stadiums and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's an 8x8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. So it can talk to eight, each access point can talk to eight different devices at the same time and say, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But we're talking thousands with a millisecond yeah so it's really cool that's impressive it is impressive um but it, it's cool that they are doing ac now there's nothing that's currently doing ax though mm-hmm. do you know why it's so newly re- rolled out that the development technologies don't know how to use it yet and price and price yeah think about when uh dvds first <coughs> came out you know dvd players were five six hundred dollars a piece. Now you can, well, if you can find one still, you can go to a store and buy one for $30. Yeah. Like Blu-ray players, when they first came out, they were easy. really expensive. Yeah. Uh, now they come down in price. Uh, the problem is with Wi-Fi and with internet, most people, if it if they think it works and they're happy with, you know, it connects, they're, they're okay with it. They don't know what they're actually missing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings up a, a point that I had, uh, you know, last time of uh, connection uh, adoption with the speeds of uh, ISP. Some people will, you know, they'll have a hundred hundred frontier, mm-hmm. for example, and it's slow. Or they have a hundred ten spectrum, and it's slow. And what do they do? They call the ISP provider. They say, "Hey, it's slow. What can I do?" Oh, let's bump you up to four hundred. Yeah. Okay, thank you. They bump them up to four hundred. They get a little bit faster internet. Uh, they still complain. They, they finally come to us. We find out that their router is really only outputting like 150, 200. Replace the router, golden. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. But anyways, so that's the uh, that's the cool thing about Wi-Fi. You know, you have the different uh, acronyms now, Wi-Fi 4, 5, 6. It's also going to be showing up uh, on your phones. Mm-hmm. So instead of it just saying Wi-Fi at the top, like the icon, it'll show you which one. It'll have the number. That's pretty cool. So now uh, it's going to be better for us, mm-hmm. so that whenever we go into a, a place and they say that we have the fastest internet, and then it says Wi-Fi four, they're two to three generations behind. They were a good client for us. <laughs> and if you know anyone in the future that has Wi-Fi four, they're a good client for us. Send them our way. Send them our way. So what's the next thing? The next thing I want to discuss is actually kind of a combo between the residential and the commercial. So we're trying to do news and notes, and that's what the Wi-Fi discussion was kind of covering, was kind of the newest thing coming out there, things that you might be interested in. I kind of did that backwards, didn't I? It's all good. We're flexible. 
So the other thing is um, kind of combining both the residential and the, and the commercial. And this is the, the commercial side, the t commercial terminology is going to be access controls. The residential side is simply security systems. So what is it? Why does it matter? What are the, in, you know, the differences? What are the similarities? When, when we walk into a, to a client and they're, they're wanting a security system, we say access control. What is access control? Talking about residential or commercial first? Let's talk about commercial. Let's start with commercial. I love commercial. So access control is a key fob. Mm -hmm. It is a access card. It is also an app on your phone now. Mm -hmm. And basically it allows for employees or managers to easily access any premise um, with an identification of some type, like key fob, access con uh, key, ca key card, or, or you know app, um, without actually having the physical key. Mm -hmm. And it makes it's it is harder uh, for for people that are trying to be honest to actually break in. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because the the name is kind of revealing, but it's backwards. We say access control systems, and they're like, "What? Excuse me." <laughs> the reality is it's controlling the access points. Yeah. Think about it that way. And so one of the things that people say is, I don't need that. Well, do you have keys for your building? Well, yeah. Do you have keys for every single room? Probably a different key for most of most buildings. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you manage all those keys? Oh, we have a key box. How organized is that key box? Oh, you don't want to go in there. These, these are yeah. everyday common things that we see routinely. And, and it's a scenario where for the, for the industrial or the commercial side of things that honestly, by the time you hunt down keys, by the time you have to change keys because you have disgruntled employees that walk off with keys and you don't know where all your keys have oh. ended up, all of a sudden it, it becomes a giant mess yeah. and you have no control over your own lock system and you have a big giant key ring full of keys. D speaking of that real quick, mm -hmm. do you know how much locksmith is to go on site oh. to change our lock? I, I found this out because the client asked me. Yeah. I had no idea. It's massive. I, it's, it's like a plumber electrician. Mm -hmm. You have uh, a trip charge, which is usually like $85. And then you have the hourly, which is between 85 and 25 And then you have a minimum. I mean, I've, I have heard some locksmiths being really cheap, but for the most part, the industry mm -hmm. standard is two to $300 minimum per instance. Yeah. And then... That does not include remaking Individual and replacing keys. the yeah. keys for every employee that has one. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, so that's Whew. that has been one of one of those discussions for us where there there is obviously an install. You're, you're changing technologies. Um, keys have been around literally for a couple hundred years, and so it, it may be time to come to current technology standards. They've changed a little, just just a little bit, a little. but. The, one of the things that we've been really finding intriguing, though, is we were actually just on site the other day at a, at a place where they have one key that supposedly magically does all these different doors, and it's it's a nice key system yeah. for the 1950s, but the problem is all the wear and tear, and it was a specialized key, it wears itself down, and so all of a sudden you start having issues, and you're still in the same issue as far as um, number of people having it, who controls it. All this kind of stuff. And so one of the things, and, and we can go incredibly customi customization you know, for, for any, any client, um, but one of the things that we've been trying to present to clients is for the commercial side, 
how do you think about how you handle hand out keys? Do you want everyone to have a key? Do you want every key to be equal for every door? Nine times out of ten, no. But then they all of a sudden have to do that, or it just becomes very... Are you talking about group access? Absolutely talking about group access. What is group access? Group access is where you have opportunities for tiered levels, where you can say, I need tier one to have access to the entire building. Tier two, access to five of the ten doors. Access, or level three, tier three, has access to the front door to get to their office. Can you times? You can do times. You can, you can customize it however you want. And rather than having to run around with a giant key ring yeah, and you know go through every single key at every lock to find the right key, literally you go to your computer and you hit enter, and it's there. You know what's funny is that a lot of people that we talk to, they think of this as an expense, mm -hmm. and they don't think of it as an ROI. Yeah. Uh, you guys went to a place on I won't name a name because we don't do that. I've, I don't think we have yet. Um, <laughs> we try not to name names. Uh, they, you know, they own multiple multiple properties, an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we went on, whenever they went on site to do a demo, the maintenance guys <laughs> were ecstatic yeah. and happy and said, "Wait a minute, I don't have to now carry around." And they held up. You, you guys saw yeah. the keys, you know, a number of keys for every property. We're like, no, you just log in on your... At that They were more interested in the app um, mm -hmm. access than anything else. And they, they loved it because they always carry around their, um, their phones, uh, something they never leave without. Yeah. And honestly, now they can actually have accountability mm -hmm. from their bosses, which they like. Mm -hmm. There's a safety built in there. There's a safety. They can say, look, I was here at this time. You know, it's, it's not whatever um and then for that one we were able to do only the front gate yeah. which i said that right a front uh vehicle cart, gate vehicle yeah. gate i'm not talking about just a residential gate i'm talking about vehicle gate we're able to tap into to that take yeah. it over and then we're actually we're later on we'll be connecting that one to the clubhouse so it does all the residential pool yeah. gates it does the the gym gate so, you know, residents, maintenance, and staff will just have one fob, key card, and or app. And then everyone will have their own schedules. And if it doesn't allow them access, yeah. guess what? It just doesn't allow them access. So, And that's a beautiful thing. And so that's one of those dynamics where we've been, been excited about what we can provide in the ROI factor for our clients and it's a, it's a safety thing everything's audited everything's reportable yep. you can see exactly who enters the doors at what times it's a very safe factor now we were talking about that for the commercial side the beautiful thing is that we have the same capabilities on the residential side this has become very common very popular um, in in the DIY market um, you, there's number of brands out there that have smart home capabilities that just one of the capabilities in the smart home is access controls, which yep. would mostly be like front door locks and things like that. But now they're even incorporating security cameras to, with some companies are even doing facial recognition. So like when the kids get home, they get within 15 feet of the front door, all of a sudden the door automatically unlocks because there's a face, facial recognition of the child coming home. Now, yeah. there's two sides of the coin. Some people get really excited. Well, that obviously <laughs> too. Some people get really excited because technology and the intuitive nature of technology is a huge asset. 
At the same time, it gets a little creepy because everything's being yeah. recorded and, and there's always the back-end security questions, you know, who's able to see these you know, the videos and the footage and things. And that's where we can have further discussions maybe on some of the security factors and how some of these companies are doing it well, some are where we, we would recommend to steer clear from. But that's, that's one of those things where access controls and security systems can provide great comfort, peace of mind. I was on site at a client's house this week. And, and family members are traveling, coming and going, and they want them to know that their kids are in a safe environment, been, there's been some issues of vandalism in the area, and they simply want to know that their home is safe and secure. And by simply throwing up a couple of cameras and a lock on the front door, all of which that can be monitored anywhere in the world, as long as you have internet access, and be able to control the, 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 the environment as far as who's coming in, some of these have perimeter breaches in the security camera where someone crosses an invisible line inside the 